Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, explicit, wholesome conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you will find all of the resources we have been generating for you since 2006. This is our 15th year in Pleasure Mechanics uniform, and we have been devoted to creating online resources to help you experience more erotic pleasure, joy, and connection in your life. Explore all that we have to offer at PleasureMechanics.com. If you are new to the show, go to PleasureMechanics.com slash free and enroll in our free online course so you can get started with some of our foundational strategies right away. And if you've been with us for a while, go to PleasureMechanics.com slash love and you'll find ways to dive deeper with us yet. On today's episode, we are talking about the flip side of the coin, perhaps, of what we talked about last week. Last week, we covered afterglow and how to explore and mine the particular erotic wisdom that's available to us in the afterglow state of pleasure, that end of the pleasure arc. And as Charlotte and I were reading your email responses and talking about that episode, we realized that we hadn't really covered warm up. Warm up. We talk about different parts of warm up all the time, but we want to really specifically focus on the practice of warming up, staying warm, and warming one another up, and kind of exploring how this is both a solo and a relational practice to keep it warm so it is easier to get hot. And this phrase is one we've been using for many, many years, keep it warm so it's easier to get hot. What does that mean? What does it physically and emotionally look like in our day-to-day lives? That is the topic of today's episode. This is such an important concept, and it is really essential to our framework of how we experience and want to encourage and invite other people into pleasure. Mm. Yeah, last week I deemed you afterglow queen. This (laughs) week we're going to reveal your secrets of a warm-up, because you stay in a pretty warm state. Although, in recent years, caretaking and motherhood kind of froze you over a little bit more. And so you've been re-exploring warming up and keeping it warm, um, as have I, even just in the past few weeks and months. Um, I've been keeping myself warm as you've been away mm-hmm. and dealing with bereavement and grief. And so that's we're just going to go into this episode pointing out that these are, you know, an ongoing practice of getting warm, keeping warm, warming ourselves up, warming each other up. It's not a binary on off thing. It's something we can always bring more attention to. So wherever you're at, and even if you're totally numbed out, you're here. You're here listening to this podcast. And so you've already taken a step to warm yourself up. So let's all gather around that kind of campfire together and explore how we can do this better together. Mm. I do want to explore the different ways we use this phrase warm up, because I can dive into this episode without really exploring these words. And we'd all kind of innately know what we meant, but I think it's worth breaking it down as we like to do. (laughs) 
So warm up is sometimes used as in warming up musicians or athletes, getting ready for a big event or game by going through some drills and practices to warm up your muscle memory, get the blood flowing and get you kind of in a mental zone around that activity. Relevant. Mm. So relevant for solo and partnered sex. We'll go into that more later. We can warm up our engines, right? Or any system where we're wanting an optimal performance. Sometimes it takes the system time to warm up. And so as pleasure mechanics, we do need to point this out of how do we get our erotic systems, our sexual systems, and our relational systems into optimal performance before we demand big things of them. Because this definition draws our attention to the fact that sometimes we kind of go into sex like, all right, it's Friday night, it's time to have sex, but we haven't tended to our system. And another way to think of that is we haven't kept it warm. We haven't warmed ourselves up. So when we're ready, it's easier to get hot. And then we can warm up things as in leftovers, something that was once hot, has gone cold or even into a deep freeze. We can yank it out of the deep freeze frost and warm it up. And this takes time and more gradual warmth, right? You don't throw a frozen casserole into the fire. You apply flames and it slowly thaws out. And this is so relevant for so many of us who are so frozen over by the culture we live in, by trauma, by like, you know, not tending to our sexuality for sometimes our whole lives up until the point we do, it's going to take a deep thaw warming up. And that's okay, too. The casserole will still be delicious. And you'll start smelling it long before you taste it, right? It's a process. And we should remember that. And then finally, sometimes we use warm up for like a warm up act to get one or more people in the mood, in the spirit before the big event. Um, And that's like really this kind of psychological thing of how do we warm ourselves up into a mood? And sometimes we use the words flirtation and seduction. And so we'll be exploring that too. Like how do we warm up for a specific kind of zone? And this kind of goes full circle back to the athletic event or the musical performance, right? The musicians are warming up behind stage, but also the audience is being warmed up. And the audience has been warmed up from the moment they decided to go to that event and bought the ticket and dressed up and got to the theater and got their, you know, overpriced drinks in the lobby, right? That's all (laughs) anticipation to receive something. And we bring that kind of warm up energy a lot into early dating, but sometimes in long term relationships, it's like, again, it's Saturday night, let's jump into bed without any of that warm up, the anticipation, the getting in the zone. Right. So these are all like way beyond the fire metaphor, which serves us well enough here. You know, we could just work that fire metaphor. But all of these ways we think about warm up out in our daily lives, in the things we do, and especially around extraordinary events that we want to experience as humans, we understand there's warm up and practice involved to get to that moment of peak performance. Our sex lives are just the same. So how do we practice warm up? 
beautiful. And I love as we talk about this and have more conversation about it, we can really bring more attention and care to this phase because we can really see how the more attention we bring that there are so many points of choice and agency where we can make a huge difference to our lives, our relationship to our own body and pleasure, how we relate to another person, how we create events. There are just so many points that we can work with to create more pleasure in a meaningful way. And in the broadest way, we need to first remember that pleasure and arousal, all of our experiences as humans are context dependent. We've done whole episodes about this. There'll be links in the show notes page. But when we think about that context for our sexual experience and for how warm we are feeling, a lot of us recently have been reminded of that global context right? Our beautiful planet, how it is doing, the weather it is throwing at us. That is a context we all share. Our national context, the socio-political context, our context of personal power and privilege as we walk out into the world every day. This is part of that context within, within which our fires burn. And so we need to acknowledge it, And then all together, right, get braver and bolder about asking more of that context and creating social contexts that support pleasure, joy, and connection. I could go off here. I will not. But let's all pay attention to that broad social context we all live amongst, our workplaces and what our jobs demand of us, our nation states. All of these institutions we live amongst have a huge impact on our sex lives. So when they say, you know, pleasure is personal, the personal is political, pleasure is political, absolutely. And we all need to get more vigilant about creating a social context where our pleasure can be a little more safe and at ease to thrive, you know, where our fires can burn a little brighter Because, you know, the truth of it is a lot of us are trying to tend to our erotic fires amidst hurricanes right now. And that's not a metaphor. So the social and political context and then the context of your day to day life, your job, your commute, and then the home you come home to. And again, that's the kind of big, broad context within which your sexuality lives and breathes every day. So how do we tend to it? In our home, we can make so many choices that influence and impact our relationship with our own sensuality. The day-to-day experience of our sheets, our towels, the food we eat, the way we move around in our space, all of these things influence and impact our experience of warmth, sensuality, aliveness. What choices could we each make to increase that for ourselves? Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, that can include houseplants, or flowers, you know, bringing something alive into your home is a great way to bring more vitality into the space. But it's really about paying attention to how your body feels within the context of your home. And is your home a erotic context within which you can feel safe, relax, and then enjoy sensual and erotic pleasures? And then how do we calibrate around that? And so we have a whole episode on this about cultivating your erotic context. And we will drop that in the show notes page. And that's like the physical space. And then our bodies within that space is the whole other piece of this, right? How does your body feel its feelings, feel sensation? 
And again, links in the show notes. There's a lot of brackets in this episode because there's so many skills building on top of one another here, right? You can be in a beautiful room filled with flowers and not be paying attention to that beauty because your body is in a state of perpetual stress and distraction, right? Um, And so how we exist within the world is kind of about our bodies, how we inhabit them, how we feel about expressing our sexuality, right? Is your sexual and gender identity safe in the world? Is it expressed through your body? Um, Have you had freedom of choice there to really explore who you are and choose how you express yourself? How do you tend to your body? How do you adorn your body with clothing or jewelry or tattoos? Um, All of these things are kind of how you keep yourself warm. And what I'm noticing more and more in conversations with folks is how many of those choices are made to fit in. And especially within our careers, right? Like we all find ourselves in a different career path. And then how we move our bodies, express our bodies, uh, express our gender and stuff like that's really context dependent on our family and career micro communities. And so you just might want to look at that. And even if you have to perform a certain way out in the world, how do you create a microcosm where you feel a little bit more safe to express yourself? Yeah, because it's hard to keep yourself warm if you don't feel like you can express who you really are, if you can explore what you really want. Again, we have a beautiful podcast episode called What Do You Want? that offers a lot of pathways into this question. Um, Because once you start knowing who you are and what you want, you can start expressing that, right? Putting on the music that makes you feel sexy and moving to it. Wearing clothes that make your body feel confident and strong. How do we express our sexuality throughout our days in a way that keeps ourselves warm and tends to that fire within so we can then be in relationship with other people? Mm. It is so valuable and so important and so easily overlooked. But the importance of... Well, why is it overlooked? Because our culture tells us what? That we're supposed to just be like sleeping beauties waiting for that thunderstorm and lightning strike of a person to turn you on, right? It's something that's supposed to come from the outside in. And so we should slow down and say, yes, we're proposing something radically different here where we tend to our own sexual beings and express them in the world and then meet others from that place. Yeah, I guess it is a little different. (laughs) So this conversation is an invitation for you to explore what makes you feel more alive, what makes you feel more turned on in your day-to-day life, in relationship to your body, your home, your relationships, your community. What actions could you take to really cultivate a bit more turn on, keep yourself warmer throughout your days and weeks? Mm -hmm. Two words to explore here are wanting and liking. Mm. These are two different systems. We'll talk more about this soon. But what do you want and what do you like? And how to invite more of that in to keep yourself warm. And I said it can be simple. For me, in the midwinter last year, in the middle of the pandemic, I joined a plant of the month club. (laughs) You know, and looking forward to that plant arriving in the mail each month was a cycle of anticipation. And then the unboxing was a kind of a delight and a surprise. And then tending to that plant was that fulfillment stage. And so how do you create these pleasure arcs for yourself throughout your day? And again, prioritize your pleasure. 
We've been saying this for years, and I recently heard it in a Billie Eilish lyric, but if we can prioritize our pleasure, we can start noticing the benefits of pleasure, right? All the ways pleasure fills us up, fuels our days, makes us feel more alive and vibrant in the world, allows us to be more fully who we are in all of the realms, so we can contribute to this you know, wonderful earth of ours. So how do we say yes to all of that and start fueling our own flames and keeping it warm? Mm. One way that some people do this is body grooming rituals. How do we take care of our flesh? For some people like me, that's really simple. I shave my head, I use soap and water, and I'm good to go. For other people, it's really elaborate rituals. And that includes what we do with our body hair and our pubic hair. And you can leave all of your body hair there and be glorious in it. Or some people love the experience of shaving it all off down to bare. Recently, when I walked in on Charlotte using my head trimmer to shave her pubes, I knew there had to be a better way. And I got online and I found our new sponsor, Manscaped.com. I reached out to them and they generously sent us their fourth generation pubic hair trimmer called the Lawnmower 4.0, which is designed to artfully and safely groom the groin with advanced skin safe technology. It's beautifully designed, comes with a recharging station, it's waterproof, and can be used in or out of the shower on yourself or on your lover's body. Anyone can use this tool. We gleefully groomed up Charlotte right away, and it's small and nimble enough to groom around all of your most sensitive parts. You can explore their full line of grooming tools at manscaped.com and use the code PLEASURE for 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code PLEASURE. Big thanks to Manscaped.com for sponsoring this episode, for bringing a fabulous new pleasure tool into our lives. And we encourage you to explore this as one tool you can use to express your sexuality and keep yourself warm through some body love. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com with the code PLEASURE. And yeah, it's so interesting when we think about pleasure tools and toys, and we have a bunch of upcoming episodes about this because we've been getting a ton of questions about them. Um, Pleasure toys and pleasure tools, sex toys are one way that we can keep ourselves warm. And so we should turn our attention here. We've been talking a lot about the context of, you know, the globe, our lives, our workplaces, our homes, how we move in the world with our bodies. But how do we think about warm up for like specific sex acts? right? Like we can walk around at a slow simmer, but how do we bring it to a boil, right? How do we think about warm up in like the moment? Mm. Such an underappreciated part of the pleasure cycle, I think, because it often doesn't look that flashy, but it is really, really important so that our bodies can land in the moment, can feel safe, can have this foundation of connection, either just with ourselves or with another person, that then pleasure and arousal can build on top of. Right, we should think about that. How do we warm up for masturbation? For most of us, that's kind of like reaching and turning on the vibrator or turning on porn and 
and grabbing a little bit of lube, maybe. Um, And all of that counts, right? Like that's all setting up the context. But what would happen if you started to think about masturbating a little bit beforehand and thinking about what you might want to do and taking a hot shower, maybe giving yourself a little bit more time to sink into the zone And again, maybe not every time, but if we explore this as a practice, warming up for solo sex, we can start getting a feel for how this might contribute to the event itself. Um, And again, so many different pathways into warming up. Charlotte, when she's going to masturbate, you know, what do you do? I like to move my body. I will walk. I will dance. I will stretch. I'll take a shower. This is solo mm-hmm. and partnered, depend, you know, if there's time. I love to just take that physical time to land in my body. And I really do feel like it means that I can feel more when I get to more of the pleasure part. And then meanwhile, I warm up usually through intellectual stimulation, through listening or reading to erotica by engaging my mind and then my body follows. And so even within our relationship, we have different strategies to warm ourselves up. And we know what works for us because we've explored. So explore for yourself. And so there's all of that solo work to do, right? Like we've gone from the broad cultural context to our micro communities, our home, and then how you exist in your skin and express your sexuality. All of this is the warm up for your solo sexuality and how it exists in the world. And then when we turn towards a partner, one or more other beautiful humans that we want to explore sexuality with, that we want to express ourselves with, that we want to warm up into a hot experience, right? Whatever that might be. How do we warm one another up and like start our fires merging? That's a whole nother arc here. A lot of this is explored in our best-selling online course, Foreplay Mastery. This is our best-selling course for a reason because it covers that whole arc from creating a culture of pleasure, as we call it, in your relationship. So what are all the ways to create that context and relational context of pleasure? And also things like foreplay all day. What are the practices and techniques and technologies we can use to create moments of pleasurable connection and teasing each other and creating anticipation all day long, no matter how busy we are? Create micro moments of erotic tension to warm one another up. So when we arrive at date night, it's not cold. But then we arrive, right? We've done all of that work of creating the culture of pleasure, of practicing foreplay all day. As I said, you'll find all of this in our foreplay mastery course. But then when we arrive together, how do we touch one another? How do we show up in our presence for one another in ways that kind of invites that warmth to get hot? We love to start with the whole body, and this can look so many different ways depending on what works for you and your lover. That can look like dancing together, going for a walk together, full body massage, just touching one another's whole body. Even playing a game together, it's that way of like, how are you attuning to one another, regulating together, and creating that zone of safe relaxation. And again, we have whole episodes about this, but what you want to create is like a zone of pleasurable safety between you, Mm. because that's the hearth on which erotic fires can thrive, (laughs) if you will allow it, right? You want to drop the day-to-day stress. You want to create this zone between, you know, two or more people where you're inviting one another to play 
And that, again, should start with a full body. And whether that is from massage to a walk to dancing to chess, whatever works for you, video gaming and like cuddling on the couch as you do, find ways of going from that broad day-to-day context where your body is out working in the world to a place of playing together and start your erotic connection there. That's one of the best warm-up strategies is to like start with that full body engagement and then you're going to work your way in. This is that warming up of the engine, right? Before we're revving it into a high gear or something. (laughs) And it makes sense also that part of its function is to help us transition from everyday life into an erotic space, which is a different part of ourselves. And so we need some time and energy and attention on on that transition. Okay, and this this is the warming up before the comedy show, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're not buying the ticket planning the date night, putting on your best clothes, driving downtown, finding a parking spot, going to dinner, all to get ready to laugh. How are you planning and anticipating and building tension towards your erotic engagement? We have to account for this. How do we warm ourselves up for this erotic zone? And again, part of this is that ongoing day-to-day culture of your relationship. How do you flirt with one another? How do you affirm one another? How do you really enjoy one another's presence? But then it's creating those punctuations of delight, joy, surprise, right? Throwing a log on one another's fire. How do you create those moments for one another as warm-up? Again, both throughout the week, but like leading up to the event itself, as you're transitioning in, as you're touching one another's bodies, how do you create that little gasp moment that says, we're doing this now? And again, for some people, this is ritualistic and it's, you know, the music goes on and the candles go on and a certain vibe is created and they put on certain clothing. And for others, it's kind of a more like energetic engagement where you're going to kind of capture one another's attention and take one another somewhere. And this is all warm up. This is saying, let's get hot together because getting hot, coming to a boil is not something we normally do in our day to day routines unless we choose to do it on purpose. And sometimes in a new relationship, especially lust and chemistry and passion, yes, they can take over for a while. But what we know as humans is that most magnificent sex, most incredible erotic engagement happens on purpose, by choice, by deliberately stepping into it. And warming up is that step in. It's that swan dive into the erotic and unknown and saying, let's play here together and allow our fires to burn a little brighter. So how do we do that more on purpose? Let's explore that. We invite you to explore what this looks like in your life. And we have resources galore to guide you. I'll put together a podcast list in the show notes page so you can explore the threads that excited you from this episode. And if you love our work and want to go deeper with us and allow us to guide you on your next erotic adventure, go to pleasuremechanics.com love and you'll find all of our offerings. And whether that's our erotic touch bundle where you can explore full body massage and foreplay and what we talked about creating the culture of pleasure in your relationship. Or maybe you're ready for an adventure into kinky sex and we will guide you in that too. 
perhaps it's mindful sex and you want to explore your own erotic terrain for a while, let Charlotte guide you in an aroused body scan, perhaps. Mm -hmm. It's been 15 years for us in our pleasure mechanics uniform. And that entire time, our full time work has been devoted to creating these resources for you to explore more pleasure, joy and connection on your own terms. You'll find it all at pleasuremechanics.com. We invite you in. And if for any reason the courses are inaccessible to you, we try to keep our prices low so they are accessible to our entire global audience and support us in keeping this as our full-time work. But if you need more assistance in these extraordinary times, just join our free course and be in touch with us and we will be glad to welcome you in to the courses of your choice when you are ready to explore new erotic skills and adventures with us yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes again you'll find it all at pleasuremechanics.com i'm chris i'm charlotte we're the pleasure mechanics wishing you a lifetime of pleasure we love you keep it warm out there <laughs>